ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Tuesday, August 14th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Back in the studio for the rest of the week. We'll take your phone calls later on. Open phone lines up in about 30, 40 minutes. But we've got a couple of guests we want to get them on the show later on in the program. First of all, we're going to talk to David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. Get an update from him on how the power, how they're doing. Not that good. We'll get the latest from David on that. I think records are important in minor league baseball, but it's player development as well. So we'll talk to him about where the power go from here. Also, the news came out today, and we've got him on the program fresh from the press release. Uh, Marshall's named a new head team physician for Marshall Athletics. It's Dr. John Jasko. So Dr. Jasko is going to join us a little bit later on in the program. So we're going to talk to him, find out uh, his uh, thoughts on the new position at Marshall University for him and uh, where he sees the program and give him the opportunity to maybe explain what he does and what the mission of his job is because he's going to be responsible for basically the health of the team. You're the head team physician for Marshall Athletics. That means you've got a lot of patients, and you can't do it alone. So we'll talk to him about how this works at Marshall, what makes Marshall a great job for him. And to be honest, I've seen a lot of what the Thundering Herd has been able to build up in that new facility with the medical facilities that they have, with the way that they can keep them healthy, keep them in shape. So we'll talk to him about that. That's what's coming up later on. And, of course, as I mentioned, your phone calls. And we'll take your tweets as well. Social media is an option for you. At Paul Swan is where I reside at the moment. And yesterday I got a little feedback. We were talking about a couple of things. First of all, retiring numbers. Should Marshall retire? We were football specific here because that's where a lot of it's coming from. And there are some who feel that, you know, it's a good thing. Retire some numbers here. What's the criteria? College Football Hall of Fame? Is that the ultimate? You get to that level, then Marshall should retire your number? Or should Marshall push it a little higher? I get a couple of, well, let's say some ideas on that. And one idea was that it should be the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The thought here is that's going to be the highest. You can be a great college player, but then you get into the pros and you get into the Hall of Fame. You've really done something for your football career. So that seems to be a suggestion. Ben on Twitter suggested that, that that should be the criteria. So, okay, is that going to be enough to satisfy those who maybe think, Okay, retiring numbers is maybe a little too far because how many Marshall players are going to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Now, I say that now, and you know what? There could be a a golden age of herd football again where players are getting drafted, having tremendous careers, and the surge of herd football players into, up in the Hall of Fame. That's a possibility. Others have kind of tagged along with my idea 
and I don't share this idea alone. I can't claim sole credit for it. But I'm hoping that a ring of honor, whatever you want to call it, an honor that you can bestow upon a football player, and you put their name and their number, and you honor their number. You're not retiring their number. You're honoring that number. And so you have their number in a place where people can see it and you can honor them. You have the player come in. For most part, I think you have to have the player come in. So that way, you want to honor Chad Pennington? There he is. Honor Chad Pennington. You want to honor Michael Payton? You can honor Michael Payton. You want to honor Troy Brown? By all means, he's on the list. Carl Lee? Carl Lee's definitely on the list. You can honor these players and not retire their numbers because, let's face facts, numbers, you can go up to triple digits if you like, but I don't think that's really feasible. I don't want to get into a competition here for numbers when you're running short on them. So I think numbers, you can honor numbers. You don't necessarily need to retire. And this is my take on it. I would go for the ring of honor. And you do this in other sports as well. I mean, as it stands right now, the highest honor I think you can get at Marshall is the Marshall Hall of Fame. You get into the Hall of Fame for the athletic department, and that says something about you. But now we want to take it a step higher. Okay. Whatever the reason may be, we want to take it a step higher. Selfish or non-selfish reasons, whatever they may be. Okay. You want to take it higher? Well, here's how you take it higher. Retire number, which I'm not necessarily 100% in favor of. Honor a player. You honor the player. The criteria is a, I don't like to say the criteria is a little looser, but you got to have a criteria. And so if you're saying Pro Football Hall of Fame gets you a number retired, well, that's going to be a pretty exclusive club. I mean, really exclusive. All right, College Football Hall of Fame. You get in the College Football Hall of Fame, you get your number retired. Okay, not as exclusive of a club compared to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Still, it's a short list, but there's going to be some guys that maybe get left off that list that deserve honoring. Again, I'm going to go back to Carl Lee. I'm going to use him as my baseline. Carl Lee. That guy deserves any honor that Marshall can come up with. Are you going to retire his number? Well, he doesn't meet the baseline criteria that some of us have set up. And again, this is completely fluid, and we're having that conversation. I don't think they're in a war room right now at Marshall trying to decide how are we going to retire numbers. I don't think that is necessarily come up in serious conversation. And if it has, it's probably a limited conversation. Again, total speculation on my part. But you get to a point where, all right, we've got a ring of honor. Criteria, not necessarily the College Football Hall of Fame. Because if a guy like Chad Pennington gets in, he deserves it. If he doesn't get in, that guy still needs to be honored by Marshall. And there already are several ways Marshall's honored him. But if you're trying to take this a different direction, one step further, you've got the ring of honor. It's a football honor. Here it is. 
I don't need to have that criteria. Okay, you know, well, Chad's not in the Hall of Fame, so he can't be honored. He can't have his number retired. He can't be on this. Well, yeah, he can. Now, of course, I believe Chad's eventually going to get in. He's going to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. I think so. I believe he deserves it. You got guys who definitely deserve some honor here. And again, this could be selfish or non-selfish reasons, whatever the case may be. But if you want to pay tribute to these guys, and if the Marshall Hall of Fame is not significant enough, and there's this feeling now that, okay, football has to do something, something else, then here's your solution, I think. Ring of Honor. Honor the player. Honor the number. We turn our attention to baseball when we come back. David Kahn's going to join us. And then later on, we're going to talk Marshall football. Specifically, the announcement today that Marshall has named John Jasko as head team physician for Marshall Athletics. So Dr. Jasko is going to join us on the program later on. And then we'll take your phone calls. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition. We turn our attention now to the West Virginia Power and to help us get up to speed on what's happening with the Power. We welcome to the program the voice of the Power. His name's David Kahn, and he's here now to illuminate our day, enlighten us on what's happening with the West Virginia Power. Paul, it's good to, good to be back with you. Uh, so the, the Power are, are, are doing well. They're in playoff contention, which is not something we could always say uh, over the last couple of weeks, but they played very, very well on that road trip. Uh, a couple of games got away from West Virginia in Rome especially, but they are still very much in playoff contention and just one and a half games out of that wild card spot for Canapolis. So exciting things ahead as we close out the 2018 regular season. See, I'm looking at the overall, I'm thinking, okay, this isn't going as as good as it could be. Then you inch over a little bit and you go, oh, hey, the wild card, that's a thing. Right, yeah, the wild card is a thing. So because Lakewood is winning the second half after they already won the first half, it basically, if they win the second half of the division, that is null and void. No one cares about that. Then it turns to the next best overall record in the South Atlantic League Northern Division. Lakewood is then removed, and you look at the teams below them. So right now it's Kannapolis, but West Virginia is only a game and a half back of Kannapolis, and then after that, Delmarva is a game and a half back of West Virginia, and Hickory is a game behind them. So it's all a very, very close race, and you you know it's going to come down to the wire. You think a lot of people maybe have forgotten about that wild card because uh, Lakewood's just been that much good, and... I mean, it's 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 something that is good for, I think, players at this level because there's still something out there for them to play for. And I know that's pretty hard to say when this is a developmental league, this is a opportunity for these players to develop no matter what the record is. But have you found that that's maybe helping this team a little bit better than just maybe completely being out of it and not having anything to play for? I mean, this team always has something to play for. You know, you're always playing to move up a level. You're always playing to, you know, make it to the next level of Pittsburgh system and, and to get better personally and professionally. But 
I mean, having a, this team realized over this last road trip that they are still very much in contention, and you could see the spark in them after that realization uh, that you know they 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 are continuously trying game after game to you know get into the playoff hunt and and beat Canapolis and and you know get past them and get another shot at Lakewood. So it's you know it, it's been uh, it's been an interesting last couple of days, but this team is definitely on an upswing. What do you think it's going to take? Where will the power need to be successful to to get into the postseason? You know, I think it's going to come from the bullpen. Uh, the bullpen has been a little bit shaky over the last few games, uh, and it's been different guys, so it's not just one person. But I think if the bullpen can settle in and find their roles and then continue to just, you know, continue flowing, continue making things work, you know, continue doing their job and, and, you know, making pitches when they count, I think that, you know, Western is going to be okay. The offense has certainly awoken. The starting pitching has been pretty good over the last few days. And I think if the bullpen just, you know, continues to they look within itself and say, all right, I need to get this guy out, this guy, this guy, you know, is my guy versus looking ahead. But I think that you'll see a very successful West Virginia team over the last few series. We've got five series left. Four of them are against sub-500 teams. You know, these. This is the schedule you you want going into the final three weeks of the regular season. David Kahn's our guest from the West Virginia Power. So the good news is the Power are not out of it. Wild card does come into play, and sometimes I even forget about that because I'm looking at the overall standings and not realizing. Oh, wait a minute here. So that's the good news, and so fans shouldn't give up on this team yet. I think that's something that happens late when you look at the standings, maybe. Fans start giving up. All right, there's nothing to play for. So how have the fans responded knowing that, oh, we've got some baseball still to go here? You know, the fans haven't given up at all. Uh, you know, props to them for, for, you know, a team that had a rough July. Uh, it's no, 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 uh, no hiding it. West Virginia did struggle in the month of July. It's, it's plain and simple. But, you know, this team is has stuck with them, and, and the support of the fans has been very nice to see. You know, they're still coming out to the ballpark. They're still enjoying, you know, power games. They're still cheering on all their players, even when we're getting new guys and sending old guys away and, you know, all this stuff. But, I mean, the fans have been great. Uh, you know, you still have fans listening to the broadcast, you know, tweeting at us, you know, saying, like, you know, we're supporting you guys, you know, down the stretch. Let's get a playoff spot. I mean, this, this, this fan base is hungry for a championship ball. They haven't had one since 1990. So, I mean, there and there are not a whole lot of fans that, you know, can honestly say, oh, I vividly remember the 1990 championship. There are a few, uh, but there are not a few that, there are not a whole lot that will, you know, go back and say, I was there for the 1990 championship. So, to bring a title back to, to Charleston would be truly special, and this team is definitely capable of doing it. Our guest is David Kahn from the West Virginia Power, Power in the Wild Card Hunt. And I guess the good news here is homestands coming up real quick, so you can start racking off some wins real quick and make that run now. Absolutely. And we're playing the two bottom teams in the South Division, Columbia and Charleston. Columbia's given West Virginia some spit, and the Power haven't seen Charleston since April. So this will be an interesting series. However, the Power did take two or three from Columbia back in July and in early August. That was a positive sign there in Columbia. But, you know, Columbia's an interesting team. They're kind of like Augusta in the fact that they can't really hit very well, but they have solid pitching. So if Western's offense can get to the starting pitching just like they did in Rome and just like they did, you know, against Columbia back in Columbia at the end of July, 
I think they'll do fairly, fairly well against the Columbia Fireflies. Charleston's kind of a question mark. You know, they're in the bottom of the Southern Division, but, you know, the power haven't seen them in a while. They haven't seen West Virginia in a while. Two very different teams, very different ball clubs. And so you have to, you know, you kind of have to just play those games out and see what happens. But on paper, yes, West Virginia matches up very well against both of these teams. So if they play their games that they're supposed to play, you know, the starting pitching gives you five, six innings, the bullpen is solid, and, and the offense comes alive for five, six runs a game, you know, you could see a very good homestand. You know, I think what I've been telling everyone down the stretch is, you know, oh, we have to win every game. We don't have to win every game. I think if we win every series, you know, take two or three from Columbia, three or four from Charleston, uh, you know, then, then you go take three or four from Rome, three or four from Hagerstown, three or four from Hagers from, uh, from uh, Charleston, South Carolina again. I think if you do that, you're in the playoffs. I, I really do. Kannapolis has started the tail off. They've lost eight in a row. Delmarva's kind of wishy-washy. Uh, Hickory is, 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 has to play Lakewood four more times, uh, and, and Lakewood just took three or four from Hickory in Hickory. So, you know, it's a positive outlook for West Virginia. Now, that's on paper. The games still have to be played. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, heck, West Virginia could rattle off a 7-0 homestand just like that and, you know, pull away. But... I would say if you're looking at a potential, you know, scenario where West Virginia could clinch the playoffs, I don't think it happens until the final homestand. And the good news is three of the last five are homestands. So you've got the long homestand, and then you've got the road trip, homestand, road trip. That road trip's time just perfect also. You're right out of the way of college football. I know you're not talking college football. I know. I get it. But (laughs) – the schedule is right there. It's, it's, it works perfectly for you. Whatever you want to talk. Paul, we've, we've had this conversation. I'll talk whatever you want to talk. If you want to talk college football, let's talk college football. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Tulane Greenwave on my college football talk. So we can go there. We can go there. I mean, I don't know who would want to go there, but we could go there. We, does anyone ever want to go where we go on this show? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I think so. Okay. All come, right. on, okay. come on now. Don't All downplay right. us. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait for season two of this comedy act. I think it's going to be even better. Yeah, I, I forgot to tell you, we got renewed by NBC. So, oh, good. What, what, what <laughs> and, was, and ESPN. What's and our ESPN double cup? What's our time slot on this? Do they give us a Friday night? What do they give us? Uh, TBD. Okay, understand completely. You know, the upfronts haven't happened yet. I, yeah, exactly. I, I got it. Get, I got the renewal notice in the mail. NBC co-signed it with ESPN, so we got we got double renewal from two major networks. That's that's pretty impressive here. Wow. I, I would agree. I don't know what our off-season shtick is going to be, but uh, we definitely have a <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a summer shtick. That's that's fair to say. So we do. I think it's, so it's timed out perfectly here because you're getting uh, the I think the prime time slots in August. You're going on the road. The final home stand is going to be right before college football starts. And then you're going to come back home. College football is going to begin, and so will the power in the playoffs. So that's the that's the mindset, right? That's the mindset, yeah. You know, ignore college football for the first two weeks because the power are going to go bring home a title, and then, then you can look at it. David Cohn's which is great for me. it's great for me because we I, I can hopefully ignore the fact that Tulane's going to get bamboozled at week four by Ohio State, so that's going to be fun. You don't think Tulane's going to beat Ohio State? Uh, no, no, I do not. I mean, that's not the positive outlook <laughs> to have. It's in Columbus, so you're going right? No. No, I uh, I actually work uh, in the off season in Winston Salem in North Carolina, so I will actually be working the Tulane game in 
producing the broadcast. Okay. Um, so here's your schedule. While we're t- yeah, before we we call it a, a segment here, uh, Wake Forest and then yep Nichols. Yep, Nichols State. Okay, and then at UAB, that's a loss for Tulane. Uh, I don't know. We I'm, play UAB well. I'm repping Conference USA. Okay. All right. Well, look, I, I, Tulane used to be in Conference USA, so I, I understand that. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm repping we, Conference we, we USA. Play, I honestly, first four weeks, I think we go two and two. Okay, two and two. Uh, yep. with with losses. Start awake and Ohio State. Okay, I say your losses are going to be at UAB and at Ohio State, but that's just me. Um, then hey, if we beat Wake, that's a huge win, so I'll take that. All right, fair enough. Uh, Memphis at Cincinnati, SMU at at Tulsa, at USF, ECU at Houston, and then Navy. Yep. Okay. You sure you want to be a Tulane fan? I mean, are you sure? I went there. I went to school there. That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Ask Ohio State fans. It does not mean anything. Oh, we're not going there. We're not going there. David Kahn from the West not, Virginia Power joining us. Ohio State. I'm not. Tu- I'm not touching that program right now. Fair enough. Uh, what's happening on the homestand? What kind of uh, events can we look forward to? Oh, we got a lot coming up. Uh, tomorrow it all starts. Pets in the park. Uh, obviously, a fantastic time. You know, bring your dog, your cat. We we even invite snakes, goat, fish. I mean, whatever you want to bring. Just pay three dollars. They can come in the ballpark. Now, if it's a snake. Put it in a cage. If it's a goat, dog, cat, keep it on a leash. You know, the usual. Uh, on Thursday, it is the Paul Swan special. Uh, Thirsty Thursday. Uh, so I know you're very excited about that. Hey, I'm uh, here $1, for $1, 12 ounce beverages. I'm here for the fans, $2. man. I, I know, I know. $1, 12 ounce beverages, $2, 16 ounce cans. All the college students coming back into town or getting ready to leave, you still get $2 off your game ticket by preventing your student ID at the box office. It's also West Virginia Tourism Night. Uh, presented by the Charleston CVB. <clears throat> On Friday, it's our final post-game fireworks show of the season. So we're really excited about that. So if you haven't seen any fireworks shows all season long, come on down. One more to come on Friday night. On Saturday, we have a Trevor Hoffman figurine giveaway. That is the marquee event at this homestand. The first 1,000 fans will receive a Trevor Hoffman giveaway. And the Charleston Building and Construction Trades Council is actually putting that one on for us. So, we're excited to give that away. I can guarantee you those will go really quickly. <clears throat> and by the way, speaking of giveaways, I still have your bucket hat, Paul. So you uh, you need to come down to the ballpark at some point so I can give that to you. Okay, I'll work it in my schedule. <laughs> and uh, on Sunday, it's uh, Kids Sunday Fun Day. On Monday, it is Family Buck Night as well as First Responder and Community Appreciation Night. So we'll be allowing all first responders to attend Monday's game to receive a free boxy ticket. That's firefighters, that's police officers, that's you know, any first responder, uh, EMTs, all, all the like. And it's also Chuck's birthday. So make sure you come out, celebrate Chuck's birthday. Uh, Chuck actually shares a birthday with uh, Pablo Sanchez from the backyard baseball game, uh, funny enough. So so actually it's going to be a double birthday, but we're just celebrating Chuck's birthday. But if you're a fan of the, the video game backyard baseball, just celebrated 20 years, it's also Pablo Sanchez's birthday on Chuck's birthday. Thought that was a pretty cool thing to note. Uh, and then finally, two for Tuesday wraps up the homestand. Two for one, 16 ounce cans and other special concessions. It's a jam packed homestand, seven games, final multi series homestand of the season. I can't hype it up enough. You know, playoff baseball around the corner, possibly. I mean, there, there's a lot to look forward to here, Paul. 
David Kahn, our guest from the West Virginia Power. Also, the guy I usually get to cut up with at least once a week on this show. <laughs> it's my, it's one of my favorite things to do every week. I just because I can just sit down, and hang out with you. We get to cut up a little bit. Look, you went on vacation last week. I was expecting you to come back with a little more fire. I mean, I'm I'm a little let down. I've got to be serious here. I've got um, I've got Doctor Jasko going coming on the program next. Big hire, Marshall. I, I, saw, so I figured I got to be serious. That would be the serious portion of the segment. Yeah, but I've got to be serious now. I, I've got to get into that mode, so I can't overdo it. Oh, next week, I'll I'll make sure it's it's really over the top for you. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Good talking to you, David. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Paul. See you. David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. All right, we're going to get serious. Um, Dr. Jasko is going to join us next. Uh, as you heard at the top of the show, he was hired today or announced today as the new head team physician for Marshall Athletics. He joins us next on the program. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We want to talk now about a new hire today at Marshall University. Uh, we got the release earlier this morning that Marshall is now named Dr. John Jasko as the head team physician for Marshall Athletics. And Dr. Jasko is with us on the program now. And first of all, congratulations. Uh, this is a pretty big honor to be named a head physician for any team. And I know, Marshall, it's a pretty special position. Indeed. Thanks for having me on the, the show, Paul. And, and I, I heard the end of your last uh, segment, and I, I just want to stress that you don't have to be too serious about this because um, sports medicine and I'm really uh, honored to be named a head team physician today. Um, by Mr. Hamrick, and um, it's a pleasure to be part of uh, the herd. Well, we try to keep it a little serious because, uh, yeah, you don't know, we cut up pretty pretty much every segment we do, me and David from the West Virginia Power. So I want to at least keep this fir- <laughs> first interview uh, a little bit more above board. Yeah, second interview we'll cut up, I promise. Okay, I look forward to that in the future. <laughs> so... What was it about Marshall that made that position attractive to you? Well, I've actually been here at Marshall for eight years uh, now. And, um, you know, I when I did training in, in sports medicine, I started looking for a position, an area, a uh, mid-sized college where I could be a team position. And I was lucky enough to find the opportunity here at Marshall eight years ago. And I worked mainly under... Uh, Dr. Chuck Giangara, who was the head team physician before me, and I uh, consider him a mentor and learned so much from him. And it's just been a very enjoyable experience. I'm, I'm part of the, the larger Marshall Health and Marshall Orthopedic Department and, um, you know, have clinic and surgery in uh, in the area. And But the team physician aspects are kind of the third leg of my uh, my practice and being around the Young energetic athletes keeps me feeling young, and and you know they're always motivated to get better, so they're a pleasure to take care of. So I guess to follow up on that question, then it's it's more of a destination for you than using Marshall to fulfill a dream elsewhere. This was a place where you wanted to stay. Exactly, exactly. Um, even uh, with Dr. G, uh, sort of unexpectedly having to to retire from us uh, recently. I was on board for staying uh, for as long as I could. So this is 
uh, a nice step um, towards this position and, and get to, uh, you know, step into a leadership position with all of these other sports medicine providers. We have uh, non-operative sports medicine docs, chiropractors, eye doctors, dentists, and especially our athletic trainers that are work with the, the student athletes on a day-to-day basis. It's just a great large team and, um, and a pleasure to be a part of. For those who maybe don't understand what a head physician does with an athletic team, if you could break it down a little mm-hmm. bit, because you now are responsible, I guess in the most general terms, the health and well-being of Marshall student-athletes. That's correct. Um, so we have, um, uh, like I mentioned, a larger team of, of multiple healthcare providers, and um it starts with the athletic trainers who tend to be the primary care providers for the student athletes because they're at every practice, every game. And so then they identify athletes that need care um, by a higher level of care for whether it's orthopedics like myself with bones and joints injuries or with primary care sports medicine, whether it be colds or flus or, or heat illness, et cetera. And, um, and then we evaluate them. And so uh, my job now is to kind of coordinate and oversee the duties of these 20-plus other um, providers so that we have people in place at every practice, every event, uh, um, that we can provide the best care for uh, the athletes. Pretty challenging because you've got to make sure that you've got the right people in place so you don't have to be hands-on with every single student-athlete but know that you can be – everywhere and one place at the same time. That's exactly right. Exactly right. We rely on uh, all of the tentacles of our team to um, be well-trained. We have regular meetings to make sure that uh, we're all on the same page with injury reports and making sure that athletes are getting rehab and the proper care uh, that they need, um, as well as um, being able to reach out to the larger medical community for subspecialty care if needed. So it's a, you know, we got a lot of student athletes, of course, at Marshall, and we have to put a lot of pieces in play to uh, oversee it all. Um, and it takes a lot of uh, dedication and a lot of volunteer hours uh, for um, the, the physicians, um, especially, which, um, you know, we get a lot back as physicians, though, just being around these young folks and um, seeing their commitment, their love of the game and, 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 and of Marshall. So uh, it goes both ways as far as a give and take. Dr. John Jasko joins us on the program, named head team physician for Marshall Athletics. And you've been around, you've seen other programs, you've been on the pro level as well with the Tennessee Titans. How would you compare what Marshall offers to the student athlete to where you've been? Because in my limited experience, uh, I don't know if there are too many institutions that have uh, equal or superior uh, opportunity or facilities or, or benefits to the student athlete than what Marshall has put into place. Well, I agree, Paul, and, and you know, of course, I'm biased. And one of the reasons why I've, I've stuck around and, and made it a destination is because I have seen the commitment uh, from the athletic department, from Marshall Health as a whole, and we partnered with the Cabell Huntington Hospital to basically make the Sports Medicine Institute down near the stadium, uh, really a state-of-the-art um, uh, facility, especially for uh, a university of Marshall size. 
you may see some of the, the bigger schools have something similar, but for our size, there's been a, a great commitment to the uh, health and well-being of the athlete. Um, and so um, it really is a unique situation and, um, and uh, you know, certainly applaud the, the, all the parties involved that have made that happen. As the and as, and you know com, excuse me and comparing it to the the pros certainly you know the pros have just about all of the resources as possible but um, the one thing that I like even more about uh, this collegiate level and this kind of mid major level is everybody involved really wants to be involved and and um, even the athletes that come here they want to be here um, and uh, that's what makes it special on the on the Pro level, uh, it was fun. I learned a lot from my mentors on the pro level, but there were a lot of uh, issues that we don't necessarily have to deal with on the collegiate level that uh, make it more enjoyable um, for me in this position. And at this level or at Marshall, is it unique or is it something that's a, a little bit more special for Marshall than other places? There's also that community involvement. This isn't something that's just a Marshall athlete program only facility. I mean, there are opportunities for the community to be involved with this and benefit from everything that's taking place at the facility as well. Yeah, that's a great point because we use what we learn and, and study um, at, for these elite level athletes at uh, the college level to then be able to treat the community athletes and the community health conscious individuals at a better, uh, in a better, because we see patients from all walks of life, from um, young children to older um, health conscious individuals who come to the Sports Medicine Institute for care. And we can literally give them the same care and they may be sitting next to, um, you know, in a room or next to it in the physical therapy facility, next to a martial athlete getting the same um, shoulder therapy or shoulder rehab that uh, they are going to get from the same individual who, you know, has learned a lot from working with the athlete. Dr. John Jasko is our guest named the head team physician for Marshall Athletics. So now that you've assumed position, you're no stranger to the program, you've been around and you've been there and seen it progress to where it's at. Where would you like to see this program go, or where would you like to take this program now that you have moved up? Well, we'd like to continue to build on what we have as far as uh, ancillary uh, opportunities. One aspect we're trying to work uh, at adding to our uh, opportunity for student-athletes is sports psychology, and so we're talking to different programs and trying to uh, possibly recruit a sports psychologist to come here uh, as that's become a big part of uh, the mental aspect of the game. Um, and um, just to continue to be uh, a leader in the area and possibly to uh, partner with other uh, sports medicine departments within Conference USA to have a uh, regional meeting maybe once a year to talk about uh, sports medicine um, issues and uh, come together even closer as a uh, conference community and learn from each other and uh, hopefully, you know, uh, grow um, from sports medicine as well as a uh, just a collegial aspect within our conference. 
How proactive would you say then Marshall is compared to others? Because this is a dream facility. This is a dream program for a lot of institutions. And Marshall made the conscious decision to make this a priority when the vision campaign took place a few years ago. So would you say Marshall really is a, a heads and shoulders or at least further ahead than most institutions when it comes to health, well-being, and everything that uh, Marshall Health offers? Yes, I do. Again, I say that in a biased fashion because I, I have been able to visit a lot of our uh, you know, sister um, schools through traveling with the, the team and have met a lot of their trainers and, and, and providers. So they're they're doing a good job as well. But when we discuss uh, facilities and, and opportunities for the healthcare providers, they you can tell they're envious when I show them pictures and, and talk about what we have as far as an indoor practice facility and right next to our um, athletic training facility and clinic space for the physicians and physical therapy space. And, and essentially we have a CrossFit gym in there for them to train in as well. So um, you can definitely see some envy uh, in their eyes and their voices as we talk about it. So within our conferences, which is really the barometer that, that I've used because I've got to get, gotten to see a lot of the other facilities, we're definitely um, right there at the top, if not at the top, in, um, in facilities and uh, organization of our sports medicine environment. Plus, you get the great atmosphere anytime there's practice indoor. It doesn't matter what the uh, sport is. Uh, yeah, you can just r- open up a couple doors, and there you are. So that's got to be the best work environment for uh, anyone who's into athletics and enjoys working with these young student athletes. Yeah, I am really privileged to be down here at the Sports Medicine Institute. Uh, I, I spent the first few years in in my practice before we had this building at uh, the main uh, Marshall Orthopedics office. Um, and uh, I'm really lucky, just like you said, to be in an environment where it's uh, sports-related, lots of young folks, lots of energy down here. You know, I've got a, basically a, a workout facility right next door, so I can't be lazy and uh, not uh, get in shape uh, with the student-athletes myself. Now, you get to patrol the sidelines as well, so again, another great perk of the job, right? Exactly, exactly. It's a lot of fun. To be down there, uh, uh, I become more of a student of the game. I try to listen to what the coaches are telling the the players and, and uh, try to learn a little bit about uh, football or baseball or volleyball and uh, and, and uh, really enjoy that aspect of it uh, because I've enjoyed watching all different types of sports in my life. And uh, so to be right on the sidelines, part of the action is uh, really a cool, unique uh, opportunity. Dr. John Jasko is our guest. He is named head team physician for Marshall Athletics. Congratulations on the position. Looking forward to having you back on real soon. And uh, it's going to be fun. Football season is almost upon us. So hopefully you're not that busy with football. That that would be my That's hope. That's exactly right. I, 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 like I just said, I, I want to be a fan. I want to just be standing on the sidelines cheering as, as loud as our great fans at, at the Joan and uh, not be too busy. So that's best for everybody if I'm – if I'm just a fan. So the goal is work as hard as you can Monday through Friday to make sure Saturdays are enjoyable. That's exactly right. Exactly right, Paul. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And congratulations again on the position. Thank you so much for having me. I really that's, Dr. that's Dr. John Jasko, named today head team physician for Marshall Athletics. We're going to take our final break, come back, and we'll wrap this one up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I've got one tidbit for you today. The watch list for the 2018 Johnny United's Golden Arm Award came out today. And going down the list, it's not that long of a list compared to some of the other watch lists that come out. But a couple of names that you might recognize are on the list. First of all, Alex Thompson from Marshall making the list. So congratulations to him. That's a pretty big honor. Also, Will Greer obviously on the list. If you don't have him on the list, then I think that invalidates the list. But that's pretty cool for Marshall today to get a quarterback on the Golden Arm Award. Hopefully we're going to see more of him than maybe some of us think we won't. I know the uh, the whole injury situation, the uh, limited time in practice, so we'll find out uh, after practice is over today uh, what his situation is day to day, but hopefully that's not going to be a, a major hindrance to the Thundering Herd. Good news is, though, uh, you've got a couple quarterbacks in camp and they're progressing. So I don't think uh, it's a dire situation. But still, I know a little uh, anticipation for the season on top of a little, uh, I guess the best way to describe this is angst. A little angst here at the quarterback position. Uh, I think it'll be solved here so soon. I, I don't think that this is going to be a major problem for the Thundering Hurt. So uh, welcome back to the program, The Drive, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to the fact that we're just getting closer to football season. This summertime is almost over. Summertime is not the best time for sports. You got baseball, but outside of that, what do you have really? Baseball, Canadian football. We're not talking Canadian football. We're not doing that. High school is going to start back up. Uh, the Bengals uh, preseason game, number two is coming up on Saturday. Taking on Dallas, we'll hear that game right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And we're getting that much closer to college football returning. Thundering Herd, UK, over on our sister station, Cat Sports in 93.3 and 13.40. So we got a lot to talk about in the next few weeks. I'm looking forward to all of that. And we're going to be back here tomorrow to do it all over again. I do appreciate that. Uh, Here's one tidbit. Uh, This is more of a Conference USA note than anything. But Harry Minium, who's been on this program several times, he has covered the Old Dominion beat for a long time. Well, he's had a new job. He tweeted this out earlier. He's going to be working for Old Dominion now as a senior executive writer. He said that he will be writing about athletics and academics. He'll have a column shortly on their website. And the bad news is that he's going to be an insider now. So that means, for me... Is he going to be breaking any insider news? Of course, they got a great staff. Um, he, he has a great staff of uh, where he works. And I'll tell you this, uh, that guy is an excellent journalist. Universities are going to go and do this more often now. I think they're going to bring in guys, qualified, well-thought-of journalists. And you're going to see, I think... Athletic departments are going to be more and more becoming news outlets as well. It's still going to be from the team perspective, and for a lot of people, that's what they're interested in. They they want that team perspective. Not necessarily that's the only perspective they want, but 
when you log into HerdZone.com, you want to know what's happening with the university. You want to have that. You want to be a fan. You want to know what's going on. And if you bring in quality writers like Harry to go out and get that story, tell you what's going on, because there are some opportunities there for him to write and cover student-athletes there that maybe other journalists don't have. And with that, we thank Gabriel Sellers, our producer. I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.